Hello everyone, welcome to the December episode of the African Women in Marketing podcast. Uh, this episode is quite interesting and different uh, because uh, I will be the only one hosting it. My name is Oyinda Mola Fashokun, the Community Manager for African Women in Marketing. And also we have, uh, I was just speaking with Maureen before we started. Yeah, we have Maureen that um, I, I love her portfolio and um, you would get to know why. Um, Maureen Cambona is the marketing manager East Africa for HMP Global. So HMP Global uh, is the home of Nokia phones, yeah? So uh, I just let Maureen introduce herself and we start off. So hi, Maureen. Hi. I think you've done such a good job. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my name is Maureen Cambona. Yes, I do work for HMD Global. I'm in charge of the region East Africa um in marketing on the marketing um side and um i've been there this is like i'm a bit new so it's one and plus one and some few months um and so far i'm loving it uh, in terms of the culture in terms of the the different um the different industry that i'm working in right now because before that i was at fmcg um where i was, I was selling um alcohol <laughs> i was marketing alcohol um, European beer called Carlsberg and Tuborg and also I was in charge of other um, a, spirit, a, a wide spirit uh, portfolio for Beam Suntory and for Eddington Fix um, so and then before that I was in media um, in media for an urban station whereby I was in charge of accounts um, for marketing for our clients where we offered a 360 um, 360 market and um, on ground on ground with unique or special events um so i don't know if you've heard about koroga festival i was one of the pioneers um actually i was the, the team of um, koroga festival which is a big deal here in kenya um basically um what we what we used to do was bring in um african artists and also local artists um just basically have fashion uh, have fashion vendors local uh, and food so you come and get a moon and it was also a family uh, based event so um in terms of my career i've been all over i've been in agency i have been in uh media and i have also been now in corporate and um for me experience the experience has really taught me quite a lot in terms of uh marketing and especially on consumer marketing and um i'm very grateful for that and i hope to you know continue to explore more and do more um in 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 this um in this category yeah, thank you, Maureen. Now you guys know why I said she's she has a very interesting portfolio. You know, um, marketing to uh, like said FMCG, which is a very B two C. Then uh, marketing events. I know that is quite different with partnerships and all of yeah. that. Then marketing uh, corporate corporate communications is a whole new world. Like I was just recently introduced to it, and I know that it is very different from the uh, regular marketing that we do to uh, the pop populace, to the customers, and so on. And I know at HMD Global, too, there will be some sort of B2B marketing, right, where you sell to corporate bodies and it's not just um, consumers. So, uh, yeah, very interesting right. portfolio. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so this next question says, what are the roles you have worked in in marketing? So what I would like you to do is help us um, identify the specific roles. So this is going to help um, other people know job roles they could pick up. So I know you work at the agency as an accounts person. If you're, you've taken mm -hmm. up a brand manager role or you get or a media manager yeah. or yeah. So the roles you okay. throughout your journey in marketing, the roles you've, um, you've worked in. Yeah. Please. Okay, so um, so in the BTL agency, I was I started off as a project manager, then moved on to like a senior account manager for the Nokia brand. <laughs> and um, th those days, um, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Sorry. So um, it was around uh, 20, uh, 2008, 2009. And around that time, um, actually, Nokia was doing a lot of um, activities around the youth, especially on campus based programs like we, call, we used to call them the brand ambassador. Pro potential who, you know, live the Nokia way, what we used to call the Nokia 
Makiwe, and we'd be able to put them in for like mentorship and for and, and, and giving them um, a few skills here and there in terms of traveling and meeting different people from different countries, because I was handling four countries and, and so on. So that was a very interesting program for me. And it actually, it, it was very exciting and very different. And I got to, you know, interact with different people from the different um, countries, which is Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, and Mozambique. Um, and Mozambique, you know, not many people speak English, so I had to find a way. <laughs> um, and then after that, in terms of um, at Capital FM, I was a media, um, I was basically marketing and events account manager, whereby, as I said, I got uh, uh, strong clients, um, mostly handling our main operator. I was handling Safaricom and I was handling um, Coca-Cola and I was also um, handling uh, EABL, which is East Africa Bureaus Limited, which is of course part of Diageo. And um, what we did is we didn't do the, the normal experiential. What we did is we came up with certain platforms that Capital FM owned and that our clients could be able now to use to engage with the consumers in a more exciting way. These were concerts, movie premieres. We had some things in terms of um, like we tailor made some stuff for Facebook and we did some fun times activities with campus. We had some campus drives um, on ground with our um, very popular, um, very popular uh, presenters at that time. And and we were able to like throw like a sort of mini party at the different campus levels. And we also had like anything to do, um, as, as they're called Subaru Fest, so where we were celebrating Subarus and letting people come in with, you know, their own pimped up Subarus to, you know, um, showcase and so on. So we gave those platforms and, and of course, Koroga Festival. So we gave those platforms to these clients so that they can be able to engage and have, you know, uh, the brand can be top of mind and engage with the consumers in a more exciting way. And then I moved on um, to <laughs> Trace TV, um, Trace East Africa, but in this case, um, at that time, they hadn't opened any office here in, um, in Kenya. Now they do have even a radio station, which is doing um, pretty well. But at that time, I was the uh, Kenya, actually East Africa coordinator of something we call the Airtel Trace Music Stars. I think, I don't, I think also Nigeria must have done something like that. Yeah, it sounds um, so like something that was done here. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we, we part, so what happened is Trace, um, partnered with um, with Airtel, Airtel Group, and we were able to come up with this uh, music uh, talent search um, event. And we did it in Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, and Zambia. And um, I mean, it actually went very well. So I did the first one, it was actually well done. So I did the groundwork in terms of, you know, all these things in terms of developing the, the basics in terms of administration or suppliers, um, getting the, the judges, getting the music people. So, so, for me, what has been interesting is that I have been able to do things from, you know, scratch and develop it until, and see it through until it's done. And, and, and that has developed more of my experience and my skills. Um, and then after that, we moved. I didn't stay for long because it was a consultancy job. And, and by the time I was even finishing the consultancy job, I was able to join um, King Beverage, which, is, uh, which was a subsidiary of uh, Centum. Centum is a big finance, uh, financial institution, um, investment financial institution in Kenya and Uganda, actually. Um, and I had the privilege to work with, you know, with them. And we had the license for Carlsberg, uh, from Carlsberg Group, uh, in terms of their beers and their ciders. And I was able to successfully launch Carlsberg and Tuborg. And we were able to, and Tuborg was more fun, um, lager, and it was, um, it was, it was affordable, pr affordably priced, very unique, green bottle, uh, pull off cup, you know, it was, it was very, and the DNA was music. So you can imagine, um, it was so much fun. And of course, yeah, yeah. Well, they the brand. So, what was your role uh, while you were working at the um, brewery at Carlsberg? So, I at the so I did trade marketing first of all, <laughs> so customer marketing, trade marketing, and then that's retail basically. And then after that, I moved to now marketing management, where I was handling both brand and trade. Okay, trade marketing. Yeah, marketing marketing. and then now, okay. yes, uh, and then now here I am. <laughs> as a marketing manager for um, HMD Global. Uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, the um, projects management, 
account management, what I would call a strategy, strategy uh, retail marketing, right? Yes, and, retail. Uh, retail marketing. There's new, there's like new market development and okay. so on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, you know, the, what we want to point out is there's no one straight way. You don't have to start off as a marketing manager or an assistant marketing manager. You know, marketing is so broad. You could come in from yes. anywhere. Really, you really can come in from Any anywhere. angle. Yeah, you could come Any in. Any angle whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we are going straight down now into the core of this um, session, which is to talk about holidays and celebration. You know, it's a norm. I'm sure there are some brands that start planning for Christmas, for instance, from January. Christmas period, yes. you know, everybody's on their toes trying We've seen since November, we've seen various um, brands roll out their Christmas campaigns. And so um, the question here is, so aside, not just Christmas, holidays generally, considering, you know, I'm sure you've done a couple of research on maybe East Africans at least, and had some idea working with other Africans on how um, the average African is, or at least using your sample of East Africans. Do you think, all brands, so all brands, um, every brand should celebrate mm -hmm. all holidays. And yes or no, why? I think, I think, I think all brands as an East African and also as an African, because we have a very rich culture, holidays are positive. They are times where we tend to do, you know, like to have happiness. It's about spreading happiness and to be happy. Um, whether we are commemorating something or we are honoring something or we are celebrating something, holidays are something that, you know, they spread that happiness. And I feel that brands should take all the, all the time and the advantage to be part of that happiness um, spread. Um, at any time they're able to do it as per the relevance, of course, of the holiday. And I'm sure each and every band can be able to find relevance in any holiday, be it Easter, be it um, Diwali, be it Christmas, whatever it is. Because remember at the end of the day, you're speaking to this consumer and this consumer may be consuming your product or your service, irrespective of who they are or what it is that they believe in. And I feel that this, um, in terms of holidays, um, and especially with our culture where we have a culture of celebrating everything and anything, from marriage to birth to even death, um, I think it goes very well with our culture as Africans, and also it goes very well with the positive vibe that the holiday aspect brings. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's your brand? Or what should the brand look out for when celebrating holidays? What What do you think should be the bucket? The um, what do we call them now? You know the uh, what's the word? Those key things to look out for when you are drawing insights mm -hmm. to celebrate a holiday. Like you know, you know things like uh, okay. uh, relevance. You get like what should a brand look out for? Don't yeah. you already said. <laughs> Okay. All brands should celebrate all holidays, but when they are celebrating, what yes. do you think they should look out for? Um, first of all, of course, as you said, the key thing is relevance, of course. Mm -hmm. um, how best to place your brand with this holiday, right? Mm -hmm. um, how to best bring out this communication and be relevant within that holiday um, period. Um, and then also another thing is, is the mood. You need to judge the mood and see in terms of how, do, should you go Ham, as in should you do like a lot and big or should just go subtle and you know just you know go in um, subtly and smooth and and touch that you know the hard thing or is it more loud you know so you need to look at that and also you need to look at in terms of what you're offering what is the best um that you can offer what are they looking for at that time are they looking for sale offer are they looking for something in terms of buy and get or are they looking for um something that they can gift are they look you know what i mean so there are different aspects of which you need to look at for you to see which fits you are where you can be able to fit actually and have that communication and bring out the holiday or sometimes it could it just be a brand awareness it could be 
something that you do and advocate and you're able like like miss let's say um and it's not a holiday but um something like maybe breast cancer or children's day or something like that it could be something from the heart that you're able to um talk it's pr is it a pr uh, angle are you able to use that to leverage on your, you know, communication in terms of PR, in terms of CSR? Is this something that, you know, you can leverage on and be able to do an activity around that so that then your brand can be seen as humane or it can be, you know, top of mind in terms of giving back to the community. So I think those are the aspects you need to look at. But at the end of the day, you need to actually be able to do something during a holiday. Okay, you know, thinking of, you know, when you were talking, so I was thinking, okay, how would you, but then, you, you see, so I was thinking, you mentioned Children's Day, you mentioned breast cancer, I'm like, how would the beer company celebrate Children's Day? Then something just popped into my mind, maybe celebrating yeah. those who are not our customers, or celebrating those who we will not sell to. You get like, so... so <laughs> I know. And it's so funny because we did a breast cancer um, and also a Movember, the one for, you know, a prostate cancer in November yeah. also. We're calling it Movember. So Kelsberg, um, okay, so what we did for, for breast cancer is, of course, we sold uh, pink <laughs> pink fluids and we and the proceeding went towards a certain charity. That was mostly um, worldwide. And then also another thing that we did is we put up like, you know, a communication, like a sticker on the bottle, uh, you know, go get tested and so on and then also we were able to sponsor a few activities here and there that were around the breast cancer to allow people to go for screening um, maybe at a discount or for free so that's one of the ways and then for Movember Kalsberg developed <laughs> a beer a beer um, grooming kit like shampoo and you know conditioner yeah <laughs> Um, using yeah using uh the hops the the beer um stuff and they we got we did a like we we, we did a, an experiential for like a barber shop um this was more european um but we also were able to execute it um on this other side so we did a barber shop and people were able to you know get that grooming um and as, at the same time as they're being groomed now you're being told about prostate cancer and how you should go um be tested well i hope yeah. you guys sell that product on the site even after the the first trade awareness month the november month i hope so I, I too hope that, that's a product that has been developed so works if it works why not okay yeah you know how men love their beers so if their beers could come in a grooming kit why not all right so uh yeah. you have answered most of the question next question was was supposed to be what do you think the major objective of a holiday campaign should be um and I see that you've talked about sales, about uh, awareness or PR. But generally, right, what do you think we should, people, marketers mm -hmm. should be looking to achieve? With, so, you know, when we, when we want to justify this, our huge budget to celebrate the new year mm -hmm. or to celebrate <laughs> Christmas or to celebrate uh, International Women's Day, what do you think is the objective, the major thing that, well, I know it differs with whatever the brand wants to achieve at that point, the um, yeah. business yeah. objective at that point. So, um, okay, yeah, I should just let you. So um, maybe my question should now be, should it always tie to the overall objective of the financial year or there's, a, there's another objective you think uh, we should really be looking out for in these days, considering the mood of the average African when... Um, celebrating i'm not sure if my question is clear do you get it i think it, i think it is yeah i think you're saying is it about roi or as yeah. return on investments or is it about what Connecting else can it be as customer. In, like yeah. is it about what you know the bottom line yeah okay so so i mean i think everything that we do whether it is tangible at that time like immediately or or it, it's prolonged by the time it actually comes you know bears fruit i think everything turns actually does tie to the return on investment. So um, for me, it would be more on a consumer engagement and top of mind. Um, if the consumer has uh, your brand and in mind every time they go to shop, like anything in terms of our Nokia smartphones, if we touch that consumer to the point of every time they're walking or past an, a shop, even if it's like an operator shop for airtime or whatever, they're always thinking, ah, oh, Nokia smartphones are cool. What do they have now? That already in itself is a win. Um, but also for me, 
it's more on engaging the consumer and um, be it b2b whatever it is however whichever platform whichever channel you, you you're talking about be it the wholesaler the customer be it the b2b be it online in terms of e-commerce be it um uh, experiential in terms of direct consumer activities it should be engaging the, co the consumer and giving that platform for the consumer to be able to you know experience your brand or experience your product or service um, and from there it will be able to now these are the things come um, in terms of sales you can be able now to take advantage and of course well not take advantage per se but move and ensure the consumer journey is finished and you're able to you know sell something here and there um, which is of course a target um, but then also it could be um, this person has seen and then we'll go and then we'll go to somewhere else and recommend or buy and then there's a ripple effect because of that where there are more people who will do it because of word of mouth yeah because word of mouth is so important in marketing it is. Um, and then also yes so it could be either um, of those things that um, that have that end result but the end result of course has to come back to the you know to the advantage of of course the brand um but at the same time the brand should be able to give uh an advantage to the consumer so it's a give and take for both sides yes it is okay i i get it and i'm sure our listeners so will um so what's your all-time favorite holiday campaign from africa so anywhere in africa was that a holiday campaign <laughs> that you really love and why do you love it? Hello? It's very diff. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, I can now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. So I'm going to, I really tried to think and I, African, is this Christmas or just in general? In general, right? Christmas, New Year, Easter, or Ramadan, Diwali, any holiday in general. And I think a brand has okay. executed well to achieve. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, Safaricom has done. Safaricom is our operator, um, main operator, and they did a really good, a really awesome campaign around um, the around. Um, is it Ramadan in different corners of the country and around Ramadan, whereby this person is fishing somewhere in the lake and is not able, and he can't be able to, I mean, he, he can't do so what does he do? He turns on his, uh, he has somebody and who calls and who is in the, I don't know, like near the temple or something near the Imam, he's called the Imam, right? Yeah. Um, and this, and he can hear the broadcast through the voice call. That time they were saying that um, voice calls are cheap and they can go on and on and on. So like from Safaricom to Safaricom. So I think that was really awesome, especially for Ramadan. Um, in terms of, I always think of Coca-Cola. I know it's a global, it's a global um, advertisement, but here in Kenya, it kept on being played over and over since I was a child until now. Coca-Cola has really taken over when it comes to Christmas, especially that Christmas Santa. You know that song for holidays are coming? That was it. Um, and that has stuck to most of us um, because in East Africa, especially in Kenya, we're not really big on Christmas or Easter and so on. What we are big on is weddings and, you know, things and like ceremonies and so on so that is big and most brands do the, like do advertisements around that like from uh bidco oil to unilever and so on so they do it around that but another thing that i will also say and i know it's not from um it's not from east africa is um is south africa we were i i i know one that i really like is the woolies the woolworths um holiday campaigns be it thanksgiving be it, uh, be it um, christmas be it easter they usually have really cool um advertisements with kids and you know like chicken talking and you know it's it's so it's it's very animated animated and, and very creative and i like how they bring out the fun part um and the funny part as well and and i commend um Woolworths for that and of course, Nokia Mobile, although it's global, um, there's something that they always do for Christmas, Nokia smartphone. And it's 
basically the most precious gift you can give is you. So what happens is they show this smartphone and they show this person and maybe a loved one where this person is looking at phones or videos they've done before and it's clarity. And then they look at in terms of data since it's, you know, 4G or these new ones which are 5G ready um, and they're looking at it and the speed is awesome and, and it's very clear in terms of the video. And the of course, the audio is also quite nice or they're having a call or a video chat and there's no interruptions. It's clear it's like the person is right there. But then there's those moments where this person has missed the mom or has missed the daughter and he's like, okay. And then during like Christmas Eve, yeah. they're seated and they're sad. I, I know that campaign. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know it? Yeah, I know the campaign. It was so awesome. And I think it's really cool. But they say that this, that the son comes and he's like, yeah, mama, I'm here. And it's a surprise. And it's so touching. It gives me goosebumps all the time. And we are always just saying, I mean, here in HMD Global, we are always saying that the, I mean, the best gift is you. Yeah. I mean, you to go as much as yes, the phone can do everything for you. It has enough memory, forty-eight hour battery, and so on and so forth. It is you. So yeah, um, and the campaign really is very, is very. You know, it's not a campaign. A phone brand. They want yes. to, because they want to position their brand as the solution to everything. But here is yes. a, uh, Nokia saying, "We understand that." In cases like this, sometimes it is better for you to be there in person, right? Exactly. As much as much as, as much as we are there to connect you to the world, as much as yeah. we are there to connect you to everybody, yeah, sometimes you just really need to do that, right? Yeah. yeah. And my son really watches it because it's on YouTube, right? Yeah. My son really loves it. He's nine years old and he really loves it and he keeps watching it. He says, Mama, even me, when I go for university, I'll surprise you like this. Oh, you know, and I, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have highlighted, uh, I think you've said like top four, right? Yeah. And um. So um, that's also, you know, as we have very good ones, we cannot deny the fact that there are some that have really not hit it. And um, mm -hmm. what do you think is a general mistake um, marketers make when planning or executing holiday campaigns? Uh, what do you think is that thing that um, many people tend to get wrong? Maybe is the thinking, like, is it with the thinking, is it with the execution? What do you think is that thing that many people get wrong that does not make their campaign fall into like favorites, right? Uh, okay. And this one, by the way, I, I really feel it. <laughs> I'm very passionate about it. Um, for me, the first thing is the Me Too aspect. Um, so this brand has come up with this awesome campaign and it's creative and it's authentic, it's original. And then you as a competitor, you'll see it and you'll be like, huh, we will do exactly the same. You don't even take the time to, you know, at least even see if it works for you or even localize it to your own values or your own brand. You spend so much money because most of the time you find it's the big brands and then they tend to do a lot more because they have more funds and they do so much more, but then they don't get anything and they water down the, that, that that really incredible campaign and they really water it down to the point of even a person who started the campaign is not even able to continue because it has been thoroughly like watered down yeah that's the first thing and then number two is not understanding what the consumer wants you see if if you you can do a campaign because in terms of global you can be told by your global team, this is a campaign and you must execute. If you're not able to take the time as a marketer to actually go down locally and figure out what is the relevance or how you can make it relevant for your own local area, then you've lost. Because you can't just take the global tool, or the global campaign, and just bring it the same, same way. As we said, I can tell you for free, Kenya is so different from Uganda. Tanzania is so different from Kenya. We are so different from Nigeria. Nigeria is so different from South Africa. We are different. Um, we are Africans, but we are different. There are so many things that matter to you that most probably us 
we don't find it relevant, and so on and so forth, and vice versa. Um, so what marketers, and I feel that, that like that's lazy, like it's lazy marketing to, I'm sorry, but it's <laughs> lazy marketing because you need to take the time to see how best to execute to the, to, I mean, to execute um, in terms of relevance of your local area or your local country. If you're not able to localize, then it's even better you go back to global and tell them, to be honest, this doesn't work for my for my region, is it possible for me to come up with something that would work for my region? But I'm sure there's a main aspect or the main theme that you can carry from that global campaign and plug it into the local, and localize it and plug it into your local um, country. And it can become one of the most amazing um, campaigns ever. Interesting. You know, when you were speaking, I realized that, yeah, the Me Too movement. And uh, we do it a lot in Africa where yeah try to replicate uh a campaign from the eastern world you know because these campaigns get to win all of the awards you get so this campaign won this award and you want to do the same thing uh we are not speaking to the same people our realities are not exactly yeah. the same thing so relevance to the market is very important yeah it looks very nice the case studies always look very beautiful but then there are a lot of things to also check and um, I think it's the same thing with um, almost everything we do in marketing, almost everything you do as a brand person, pushing something out on behalf of your brand. It's mm -hmm. essential to see that there is relevance. Yeah, I, exactly. You, you, you've, you've, you've said it all, right? Um, I, I, and I personally picked up a whole lot of things from it. And I could see that you were very passionate about it. So, Yeah, <laughs> I really get upset, Oyin. I'm like, why can't you just just think what can you even just in fact what you even need to do you don't even need to think much you just need to go to the ground go to that consumer ask questions do your research then come back and see what fits just do your homework yes that research yeah. is very important for marketing professionals yeah. it's, one of, it's one of the first things you learn that as a marketing professional research is important it's very it is, important it's like, very key because they're, they're speaking to these guys. <laughs> you need to know them. It's very important. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, like I mentioned earlier, we had some brands deploying. I think even Coca-Cola's Christmas uh, video came up November. I think Indomie here to November. We had a couple of brands mm -hmm. deployed November. We have a couple of brands still deploying. And maybe there are mm -hmm. some brands that would... So what, when do you think is the best time to deploy your Christmas campaign? So you've done this beautiful Christmas TVC or mm -hmm. short ad or animated video or anything you have done, maybe a campaign to reward people. So do you think it's best to deploy before Christmas? So deploy by... Yes second week of November or last week or first week of December or just deploy during Christmas in the midst of the old festivity, right? Right in the midst of it all. Deploy after mm -hmm. when all of the noise is over. So when do you think is the best mm -hmm. time to deploy a campaign? So, I mean, it's, it's a Christmas campaign and Christmas is about receiving and giving. It's about gifting. It's about traveling to see your families and hanging out with your families. So most of the time people are looking maybe for that gift or they're looking for those deals that they can maybe buy for themselves. By the way, you will find that most, um, I think, East Africans, they want to gift themselves. They want to buy themselves new stuff. They've, they've totally like, um, they've, they've, they've um, what's it called? They, they've not bought themselves anything for the year. They're just waiting for the end of the year for Christmas so that they can buy themselves, you know, something and be like, yeah, I mean, Jesus was born and we are celebrating and this is festive season and I deserve this, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I feel that for me and for the region I'm in, I think maybe you do it towards the third, second, third week of, sec, okay, actually third, fourth week of November okay. um, because for us, End month, I'm sure for all Africans, end month is a big deal. So you need to get them as they are getting their money so that they can be able to, you know, engage with your brand in whichever way you'd want to. So for me, it's a before. And before means before 1st of December. Because by, that, by the time December hits, people are already thinking of Christmas. Us guys in Kenya, we call it drink Semba. Okay, not us, but people who like clubbing, they call it drink Semba. So... <laughs> 
festival, okay? Uh, that could be right. So, I mean, it's party. It's party time, you know? Party time for everybody from kids because kids have closed school and, you know, you're winding down and most people are taking their leave days at that time to travel and see their parents or to travel what we call up country, you know, to see the farm, to the farmyard. Um, or they are gifting friends and kids and families. And it's just a happy, happy um and, and and rewarding it's like a rewarding time as well for us yeah so I, feel that, I, I get it yeah <laughs> before december would be best yeah okay interesting i i, I would have had uh, another view but then yeah i agree i see the point and i have learned uh so <laughs> what, what, what would be your view Oyin? <laughs> okay so what i would have thought right is um maybe before christmas but like a week or two so there everybody's in the mood work is rounded off so i probably was not looking at from the point of purchase more of engaging with the customer who in mm -hmm. turn will still buy from you so for instance if you are a distiller or you're mm -hmm. you're a food business no those are not mm -hmm. those are things people buy like very close to christmas you get and can yes. still buy yes. you get so um when they're in that mm -hmm. mood you know there's a spirit christmas comes and you just feel like spending money yes right so that's why yes. everybody says january is very long because you spent all the money in december so there's a, there's a that's point where they're in the mood, I know. In the mood to spend money right just keep them and they're happy oh you're happy with them they're happy everybody's happy and i just feel like you know, you know right guys it's not yeah. about buying just let's celebrate together here we say it's dirty december so you just go all you get so but i also i think it goes back to our point of knowing your brand and knowing what you want from exactly. the customers so if i want exactly. my customer to make purchases of course last uh, month especially with uh, black friday cyber monday all of those mm -hmm. things are a good time for me to start right mm -hmm. maybe start with my start the campaign with a cyber, uh, black friday cyber monday campaign exactly yeah and then yes. trans and then move to now and then carry it on with you know festive season gaming and so yeah. on exactly that was my point actually uh, as you just let it ride that way and um, mm -hmm. because black friday has become a big deal yeah. So you can water down your, I mean, it can, it can make you look small as you're talking about Christmas and people Christmas, are thinking about yeah. in terms of Black Friday. So you do that and then from there. But again, as you said, it depends on your, what you're offering, your brand. Yes. Because um, if it's food, for sure, you can do it even every week of the, the first three weeks of you December. You can even do it on the day of Christmas. People still exactly. buy food on Christmas. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then if it's us who, you know, we have to look at your pocket in terms of, you know, you have to plan. People yeah. go to research and do those things about, you know, electronics and about mobile phones and stuff. Then, then we need to give you more time so that you can be able to see um, what we have to offer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. So it's knowing your brand eventually yeah. like the yeah. uh, at uh Carlberg, you probably could run a christmas campaign on the week of christmas the, exactly and, and, and continuing work. even with christmas even after christmas, after christmas we are continuing yeah, yeah so <laughs> still yeah. works so um the question before the last do you think covid19 has disrupted holidays as um africans used to celebrate it do you think you know i don't know how it is in kenya but um, right here, yeah, I wouldn't say we're not taking it seriously, but, you know, we just think we have, we, we love parties too much for COVID to be a thing, right? <laughs> and it's an African thing. You can, <laughs> like, the last, every week of November till yesterday, December, everybody's partying and wedding and all of that. So, um, mm -hmm. and people are planning Christmas parties. People are already of going course. out and all of that. Uh Despite that, I still know there are some of us that have been careful. For instance, I've, I started working from home again on Friday after it mm -hmm. seems like there's a new wave of COVID-19. And um, yes. you get, so some of us are still being careful, right? Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I would, I'm even trying, trying to get a car in good condition. So I drive anywhere I'm going. I don't have to use a cab or mm -hmm. yeah, just trying to get myself mm -hmm. away from people as much as possible contact exactly yeah. but if there was mm -hmm. no covid19 i'll be looking for ways to be out there right of course so, but then for the next 
what we call the next plan. <laughs> exactly. So then, yeah. well, that, that is me. And I would even give an instance on my brand. We were planning an event and now we're having to think it through, like, will this still work? This is an event we've been planning forever and it's a major thing. Now we are thinking, would we just restrict this to mm -hmm. online, which I sincerely do not want to do. I want to have a party. But, um, so, but I would, that is from my own point of view. That is from my own experience. Do you think generally mm -hmm. from um, speaking to uh, fellow marketers, speaking to people, do you think the mm -hmm. holidays are not, especially the big ones like Christmas and end of year, do you think mm -hmm. COVID um, mm -hmm. is going to, it still plays an important role and because COVID has not left, COVID is here to stay. We just will be better protected. Do you think it's mm -hmm. going to make any, Mm -hmm. any form of disruptions in how we celebrate these holidays? Um, yes. Okay. For me, I wouldn't look, it at, look at it as a disruption. For me, I would look at it as an evolution, like you're evolving. You see, COVID-19 COVID has given us a new way of life that we never thought, especially for us in, here in Kenya or East Africa. We we have to try our best to not have contact as much as we can. And um, continent. Um, and I know for sure it will be evolved. And, and I mean it in this way, that most of the time it has brought families together. Because you know families, you know this person, you know where this person has been. And if you were to con co get anything, in terms of get COVID or get infected, you're able to keep it within. Um, and so people are hanging out more with their families or very close loved ones, yeah? It's not um, just anybody or anyone, which used to be the case most of the time, especially for people who don't have like um, kids or, or are not married or, or you know, so they, they, they are able to like look for what we call the next plan. But now with this evolving for us, especially for um, my brand, um, it has worked for, for us um, because people are now looking for those gadgets where they, it can help them to still continue, you know, getting connected. And they continue to, you know, video chat and they continue to take their um, different uh, meetings. Even they, people have um, online parties with Zoom whereby they hire a DJ. That's what uh, most of my friends do in, in their families. They'll hire a DJ who they will pay. And you will be given as if you pay, um, either you pay or as a family, you hire, you pay the DJ and then you're given a, a link. Like there you get me a link on Zoom and you're able to now meet. And then everyone is there with their drinks and, and the, the, the speakers or the Bluetooth speakers are on and, and they're having a blast. And so, you know, they use their phones and their tablets and their, you know, laptops and, and they're able to dance and talk and chat. And the DJ is playing the music and taking requests and everything. So you see, that's an evolution. That's evolving. You would never have thought you would have like an e-party ever. And, and this is what people are doing, especially in the middle to upper class. And then for, for, for the lower tier, I mean, the lower class, most of them are keeping close to their families. People are not traveling as much. And if they travel, they're traveling and staying for a while. Um, where I told you it's a big thing for us. Most people, it is an exodus of people going to what we call up country, where you go to the farm, where you most of the time, most of the parents have retired and that's where they go. Um, so it's, it's something that they do, but now people are looking to stay put and stay within because also because of curfew, you know what, you can't go far and you can't do much. So um, with that, there's also evolving in itself. So you have to figure out what it is you're going to do here where you are at that time. And also to ensure that you don't infect, you know, the older people who are up country. So you see this evolving has really worked and it's really worked for our brand. I can tell you for free um, in terms of wanting to have that perfect or close to perfect device that has that proper widescreen so you can be able to see everyone in the chat that has that 48 hour battery so that it doesn't, you don't have to plug it onto the um, charger because it's dying. And the clarity of, of, of the video, the HDR display, the pure, pure, uh, pure view display, and, and, and looking at also um, you able to, you know, send out also really good videos because um, of, of the quality um, of the processor and, and, and in terms of you having 4G, which is, you know, the data is not being eaten up and it's fast and quick. So, so you see, it's, it's, it's something that us as mobile tech, mobile phone uh, companies 
are have have benefited um, on, and and also it's in terms of security. You remember people in Zoom, people tend to find weird characters, and you know, and we've had enough incidences where people, when you're not being secure, um, it, you tend to have either somebody can 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 be can can get into your meeting and and be. I don't know, they display and whatever, and it disrupts the meeting and it's, it's very, it's, it's a bad thing, you know, and we've been warned over and over again, but also people hacking into other people's um, devices to get like very important information, clearing out your account, getting money or whatever, changing things or, you know, stalking you or threatening you, whichever way. Yeah. But then now, you know, with also our phones, security is a one we are the we are the number one secure phones in the world so because of our pure android, pure android. Yeah. so you see um we yeah so us guys we 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 have evolved and I th i'm hoping that the consumers have evolved too yeah well as we have seen yes it's it's very difficult on the consumers but hey we don't have a choice we have to evolve you you, you have to yes we we how, how do they put it if you cannot beat them, you join them. No, I don't think that's the right one. But well, exactly. You have to evolve. You know, life, life, we keep saying this quote about life is about changing and adapting to change. Now, there is, this is a change that is presenting itself for you to adapt. You have to adapt. Okay, I think exactly. the word is adapt to die. Yeah. yeah? Right? So you just it's adapt. Exactly. Yeah. So you just have to adapt. And while they are do, uh, while consumers and everybody is doing it to stay alive, you, have, you adapt to stay alive and to survive. As marketers <laughs> too, you have to adapt to be relevant, right? Because if your consumers exactly. are exactly. on virtual parties, what in the world are you looking for on the streets? You get so it's exactly it's it's just so digital is it. That's where you're supposed to be. That's a space you're so, you're supposed to because everyone ah, is in there right now. Tell me about it since March time. <laughs> Digital marketing people have had, oh geez, everything now is digital. It's good because everybody is saying yeah. relevance and saying that it's very important. Like I've launched campaigns, major campaigns that were, that were pure mm -hmm. digital. Well, we didn't have a choice. We, yeah, like the Zoom party, mm -hmm. we had True. a virtual party. We had a DJ, brought everybody together. It was on Zoom. We had games. The only thing we didn't have was food, but then everybody had mm -hmm. fun. But then there are marketers that have taken that a notch higher and deliver food to confirmed invitees. That's what we did. Yeah, that's what we did for our virtual, um, for our launch for Nokia 8.3, uh, 2.4 and 3.4, which was actually um, last quarter we actually delivered breakfast and we got the media guys there and we did our launch um, virtually. We invited them um, to, you know, our team's meeting and we delivered breakfast to them. You yeah. See? So tell me, <laughs> we have everything. We just need to go digital. Thank you yeah. very much, Maureen. So final one, tell us what's your favorite marketing quotes or hack that's marketing quotes that is just your go-to word for like <laughs> your favorite. Yeah. Tell us. Put yourself in your consumer's shoe. Whoever it is, whoever it is you you feel your brand. You see, whoever it is you're targeting in terms of your brand. Um, if you want to engage with her, whatever that that's your consumer, whether a customer, whatever that's your consumer. So you need to put them, put yourself in their shoes and figure out what is relevant for. I mean, to them, would how would this thing work for them? Because if you don't look at it from a consumer perspective then you've lost. Because at the end of the day, you'd need somebody to consume your service or your product, isn't it? Or your brand. So if you're, you need to look at what is relevant for the consumer. And then from there you work, we call it working backwards. I feel that for me that has worked for so long um, in terms of looking at, okay, so this person, I want him to wear this shoe. And this person works as a construction person. And I want him to wear high heels. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. Okay. So what do I need to do? I need to get that person who doesn't need to walk too much and so on and so forth. You get? And so who, who is that? Maybe somebody who's always in the office on the, maybe a banker, maybe, a, you know what I mean? So then you divert your, your brand to talk to the person who's relevant. So you have to look at that consumer and see, is it relevant for this person or not? And if it is not, then you divert and you change your tactic and you change your person, then look at it again, then you can proceed. Yeah, yeah, you know, when you said that word, 
um, put yourself in your consumer's share. Remember that I've heard that. So in the past week or two, the uh, head of marketing where I work, she just says, so I tell her, what if we do this? And say, give me a few minutes. Let me put, let me put myself in the consumer's shoes. Like she does it exactly. a whole lot. Like, let me wear the consumer's shoes for a minute and see yeah. how, how this journey works for them. And yeah, it, it has helped us with decision-making a whole lot and mm-hmm. helped us to really make the cost, customer where they are, right? Yes. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. easy for us to sit on our high horses and say, we want it like this, exactly. we want this like this, we want that like yes. this, and, and then yes. it's in our bubble. And then think mm-hmm. everybody would do what we want them to do. Why? Because we just feel, because we are asking. But mm-hmm. take a step back and say, what are these guys I'm talking to? How would they feel exactly. when they see this? Okay, is it relevant to them? It's even yes. to identify, if it's not relevant to the people I thought, who then is it relevant to? It's, it's um, a very important so, one for, for everyone. Yeah. For everyone. All right. And that one has taught me, yeah. that one taught me, I, 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 I actually was taught that from the time I, my boss in that BTL agency, she kept on asking me, okay, what is the consumer thinking? Do you think this is relevant to the consumer? Have you put yourself in the consumer's shoe? And, and for me, that has, I've carried it until now. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Thank <laughs> you. Very, okay. Thank you very much. It's uh, been an interesting session with Maureen. Ah, uh, this is our final podcast for the year. So we resume again mm-hmm. next year. Next year we plan to do more interesting things. We'd we'll have more rain again. We'd we'll have uh, mm-hmm. maybe have a fireside chat with you. And I'm sure 2021 has a whole lot of interesting things for us as marketers. And um, we we are looking forward to it. Thank you very much, Maureen, for your time. Um, it's it's a thank very thank you for having me, Ian. And Ola, even though she's not in. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good way to end the year because, like I said, either people are taking learnings, will take learnings from this for the campaign they are planning already, or mm-hmm. make some edits and adjustments to the executions they are planning, or just take it off for the next year. I know brands that plan for Christmas from January. Yeah, but yes. that means let's <laughs> reverse and reverse and reverse. But then that's like, at least have, have a picture of what you're looking yeah. to achieve by December. So. For all of us in marketing, I'm sure this is a very interesting and relevant topic. Once again, thank you for having us on Maureen. So, um, and that's the end of uh, December's Awin podcast. Uh, So, um, 